From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. The head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball program, Nate Oates, is on the line with us. Coach Oates, I know you don't spend enough time with Chris Stewart as it is, so we're going to let you two visit for a, a couple more minutes today. I just want to be on radio. I guess we do radio. Shoot. We do radio, TV. We do it all, I guess, now. You're, you're catching just a break, better. though, this year. You're, I mean, you're catching a major break. You don't, you don't have to deal with me on the road other than the pregame conversation at some point during the day. You don't have to deal with me on travel. I don't host the radio show for coaches anymore on Monday night. I mean, it's kind of limited. You had to put up with me for 30 minutes yesterday on your TV show. But, I mean, you're getting – things are going your way. You're winning, you got a new contract, and there's less of me to deal with. What more could you ask for? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point, Chris. But I don't, I don't mind dealing with you. You're not uh... – not too bad to deal with most of the time, especially when we're winning. A win makes everything a little easier. Yeah, uh, it is. And look, I know you believe in yourself. You've you've done basically nothing but win since you've been in coaching. But are are even you surprised at where this is this quickly in in building the program? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I yeah yeah. To be honest with you, I mean it, it's one of those deals where like you expect to win but you know do you expect to be this many games up this late in the season and the SEC probably not I, I like to you know think we would have been fighting for a, a league championship now we still got business to take care of because we haven't played well you know really for the last seven games and we think we've lost three out of the last four in a row and two of these last three games we've got are on the road so we got to get refocused and win some games here to wrap this thing up, but but we're in a pretty good spot with three games left. This show's a little different. We sit around and tell stories most of the time. You got three play-by-play guys here kind of talking different stuff. I, I don't want to go the traditional breakdown the game, all of that. I want you to tell me about identifying Jordan Bruner and then recruiting Jordan Bruner 
because he's such a major piece of the puzzle. And, and the fact that you won like you did for a month without him available to you is one of the most amazing things to me about this season. But, but tell us about finding the guy at Yale and how he fits your system and how you got him to Tuscaloosa. Well, it starts with we recruited a, a kid out of Columbia, South Carolina, kid James Reese to Buffalo. He was the South Carolina player of the year. And then he came from an AU organization, the Upward Stars AU organization. They've got a really good uh, like coach that we developed a relationship with who pulled, uh, you know, Brian Hodgson was down uh, at a tournament, Chick-fil-A deal in Columbia. The AU guy told Brian, listen, I'm going to have a guy. Because, you know, in the Ivy League, you could you only have the four years. So if you get an injury, you can't, you know, you're gonna graduate in four years, you can't stay. They don't they don't even let grad transfers or grad students play. So Jordan had uh, knee surgery, missed his uh, sophomore year, I believe. So he was gonna be graduated in four years, only played three, he's gonna have one more year left. So this coach told Brian about it. You know, and we started uh Shoot, that was maybe like December. We started uh, watching him in December. Uh, and, you know, they were on a lot of Friday night games. We'd be on the road on a, you know, for a Saturday game. I'd flip it on and he'll be playing on a Friday night. The more I watched him, <laughs> the more I liked him. So we, season got done. We were watching the transfer portal pretty closely. My family was down in, uh, Orange Beach, and uh, Hodgson texted me, hey, he just went in the portal. I was like, all right, we were, we were out to uh, dinner at a th- nice restaurant down there. I, I said, excuse me, I got I to I step away. So I, <laughs> I literally called I called him. I think, you know, five, ten minutes after he's in the portal, I think Brian maybe got tipped off by the AU coach, whatever. But I stepped away. I called him. He answered. We talked for 15 minutes, and I think he was on his way to the gym. I had my family sitting there eating dinner without me. We said, I said, listen, I get, you know, my family, he's like, I'm on the way to gym. I said, yeah, my family's eating dinner. Like, uh, all right, let's reconvene tonight. So I think we reconvened later that night for like an hour. And then it, you know, then from there, we, that was a daily call for me. That was one of those deals that, you know, and Brian's a big time recruiter knows what he's doing, you know, but he, he kind of made the point, like, listen, this guy's been through the recruiting process. He's going to be a Yale grad. This could be one the head coach has to do. So, so I did it. Uh, it was like a daily conversation. We pull, I, we pulled all kinds of video. I, we got more creative with all of our video projects with him than we've ever gotten. His recruitment with the video projects kind of formed a template for what we uh, have available for us moving forward as far as video. Project. But he's super high IQ kid that real intellectual kind of d- different level of recruiting than your typical high school kid for sure. Bama head basketball coach Nadoge joining us inside the press box. Coach, it's J.D. here, and you were talking about dealing with Chris earlier. And just a side note, uh, when those uh, sharp blazers of yours, you, you start to get new ones. I'm a 44 regular. Uh, I can stay out of your hair for a couple of those. The, uh, Listen, you're going to have to lose a little bit of weight. I'm a 42 long, so I don't know, lengthen it out, lose it a little weight, something. I don't know, but I, I can drop a few down to you, though. I, I, 
I'm down to a 44. I, I don't want to go back the other way. I can tell you that, but uh, and I can't wear a long. I'm not. I'm not nearly your height. So many people talk at this time of the year about teams peaking at the right time, playing their best basketball, getting ready for a tournament, being on the upswing. I want to ask you who, who perhaps on your roster, and I was going to go the Jordan Bruner route, but who on your roster stands out to you as peaking, turning the corner, playing and being more productive in their minutes uh, that maybe a, a normal fan watching the TV game doesn't realize? Juwan Gary, I mean, he just had nine points, nine rebounds. He's starting to really come in. You know, he missed so much of the preseason because he was still recovering with his knee injury. So, you know, he had – a lot more catch-up to do early in the year. So he wasn't playing as well, but he's starting to come around, and he just came off that shoulder uh, shoulder injury. And then I think Bruner's won, too, just because, you know, he's still kind of rounding back into shape from uh, from the, um, you know, the knee, the knee surgery he had. So he, he had been playing really well, and then he, uh, you know, had to have the knee surgery, and now he's just kind of getting back into that. So... Those would be the two that stick out. Herb Jones would be another one just because, you know, he, he was, he wasn't healthy and he's not, he's not there yet, but I, I could, you know, I, we need to see him coming around, but yeah, I mean, we, th- this last game, to be honest with you, when we lost to Arkansas, no, but outside of Bruner making those threes and uh, Juwan Gary, I didn't think anybody played great. So we need everybody to, kind of like you said, start start peaking here. I told our guys, like, this is the end of February. Like, we don't want to be a team that peaked at the end of January. Like, we, we need to be playing our best basketball right now. I promise I wasn't going to keep you long. I just got one more, and we'll let you get into the office because I can tell you pulled up. Let's uh, – how, how closely does Mississippi State mirror Arkansas just in terms of toughness and physicality from the team you faced uh, a couple of days ago? I mean, they, they're tough. They're real physical. They play really hard. They're just different in the, the fact they're not as uh, – they don't have as many perimeter players. That, you know, they're, they're two perimeter players that are really good. You know, Stuart Molinar, those two are really, really good. Like, both of them, my guess would be first or second team uh, all SEC. But then, you know, Arkansas had more perimeter guys that could hurt you where, like, Mississippi State plays a little more traditional with two real bigs inside, where Arkansas could go small, play like a guard at the four more, or Mississippi State doesn't really do that a ton. But, yeah, shoot, they're both going to play really hard. They're going to guard you. They're both really well coached. They're just a little bit different stylistic. I'm not going to abuse it because you're kind to give me your time, and I'm – uh, up front, I want you back, so we, we won't keep you, but I do appreciate the time so much and uh, look forward to seeing you when I start to say tomorrow. And I will see you tomorrow. That's a home game. I will see you tomorrow. It's a good thing. No, no, you're on yeah. the road. I'm sorry. You're in Starkville. I'll, I'll yeah, do we're the game. State. I was going to yeah, say, it's, it's close to a home game. It's the closest one to home, so you you can right. if you want. I'm so I'm so confused on this stuff. Be there, don't be there. I'll, I'll broadcast the game. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be careful and thanks again for the time. All right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate Thank you. you. Outstanding, hey, thanks, Coach. Good dude. To find our daily radio show, just visit pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you. The episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime. 
24-7. On social media, we're PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.